Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. You can listen to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat live or on demand with our free WSBT radio app. Just search WSBT radio in the App Store and Google Play. Now, back to local sports talk on Sports Beat with your host, Darren Pritchett. We are enjoying the buildup to the Notre Dame-Navy matchup over in Dublin. Of course, a game you can hear right here on WSBT radio, 2.30 South Bend time kickoff. Our pregame coverage will start at 9 a.m., I'll be hosting our game day sports beat pregame show from 11 a.m. South Bend time until 1.30 Eastern time. Looking forward to that. Always a lot to talk about when the Irish take on the midshipmen. Let's head out west to talk to our good friend Tim Murray, one of the hosts of VEASAN. Of course, he hosts the primetime show, which airs at 6 o'clock Eastern time here in South Bend. And Tim, I got to tell you right off the bat that the temperature today in South Bend is 90, but it feels like 108. So would you call this Las Vegas weather? <laughs> that does sound like Las Vegas weather. We had all the rain that uh, California got last week, oh. Darren. So we were enjoying a bit of a, a cooler August. My kid was able to play outside, temps in the 80s. We walked to school. And uh, this weekend we'll be back to, you know, 108. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, uh, you're feeling a little bit what we feel during, uh, during the summer months. For people that watch your show, you know, they know your setup, what it looks like on TV. For our radio listeners that maybe have not seen your show, tell us about the setting of where you do your TV show at. And I'm curious how much more action you see people-wise in the, in the sports book when you go from the baseball season to the football season. Yeah, uh, yeah. For those who have not been there, uh, my, my studio and uh, VEASAN studio is in the Circa Resort in downtown Las Vegas. So not on the Strip. It's uh, in what is old Vegas. You know, if you've heard of the Golden yep. Nugget, uh, places like that. Circa is a new property built in 2020 or opened in 2020. And it is uh, deemed the world's largest sports book. It is uh, absolutely a, uh, a heaven for sports bettors, sports fans. I mean, even if you're not a sports better, you know, going there and Seeing all the screens on a Saturday and a Sunday is, is unbelievable. And then, you know, venture outside to a place called Stadium Swim, which is just <laughs> uh, another heaven for, for sports fans where uh, basically it's a sports book just outside. Um, you know, as for your second part of the question, yeah, you definitely start to see it ramp up. Um, there's some uh, events going on right now uh, at Circa uh, because at Circa, uh, they've got two different season-long NFL contests yeah. there in one which is Circa Survivor, where there's a guaranteed $8 million. Uh, all you got to do is pick a winner each and every week. <laughs> no spread, just pick a winner. But anyone who's been in a survivor pool knows, you know, you can't pick the Chiefs every week. You can't pick the Bills every week, right? You got to figure out when you're going to use those. Uh, so that's a fun contest that I'm always a part of. And then Circa Millions, which is a guaranteed $6 million. And that's where you pick five games each and every week against the spread. And you see how you stack up against you know, thousands of other folks, but yeah, it is, uh, it's an incredible place. Uh, you know, I was able to 
see a bunch of Notre Dame fans uh, last year, Darren, when, yep. you know, the Irish obviously were, were in Vegas for that BYU game, which was cool. So, uh, no, it is, uh, it is a fortunate place to work. Not a lot of uh, cooler backdrops, in my opinion, for, for folks in the media. Uh, so I, I have to pinch myself each and every day walking <laughs> into work. I cannot disagree with you there. Hey, this Notre Dame-Navy game, it's always tricky from a handicapping standpoint. I mean, you look at last year, I can't imagine what the number was at halftime that Notre Dame comes out and has 12 yards of offense in the second half and nearly almost lost the game. Now this year, it's the first game of the year, which Notre Dame always likes because they feel like they can fully prepare for that triple option. But there's a little different storyline this year. Grant Chestnut might be the X factor in this game. The new offensive coordinator from Kennesaw State, who ran sort of a spread option offense at Kennesaw State. So there might be a lot of uncertainty coming into this game from a defensive standpoint. They'll make changes on the fly. Do things like that affect the way you look at this game? And I look at my screen, just DraftKings Sportsbook now has Notre Dame as a 21-point favorite, so it's gone up a half a point over the last 24 hours. Yeah, this is such a tough game, as you're right, uh, to handicap. I mean, we've obviously seen, you know, as Notre Dame fans, you know, Navy since 2007 has pulled a couple of upsets, right? 2007 was the end of the streak, and then 2009, 2010, and then most recently the game down in Jacksonville then in 2016. But, yeah, we've had some other close games. But, you know, I've gone back and forth on this, Darren, um, and I tend to lean Notre Dame in this spot. Uh, It is a lot of points. Obviously, Navy is a team that, you know, never quits. And we saw that heck in, you know, what was it, 2018 out in San Diego. I think Navy got within the number there in a game that was, you know, 44 to 22. And if I remember correctly, I think Notre Dame was up like 28 nothing at halftime or something even bigger than that. So, you know, that this Navy team is never going to stop. You know, one thing that I, that I kind of picked up on today was uh, when Marcus Freeman met with the media over in Ireland. He said he rewatched the game on the flight over to Ireland and really was not, I'm paraphrasing, but was not happy with the effort that he saw from his team. And I think that's going to be something that is absolutely preached uh, from Marcus Freeman uh, heading into this game is to, hey, you know, they're going to keep coming. You know, we saw uh, Brian Kelly, his first time around, just a a disastrous performance in 2010, 2011. Uh, if I remember correctly, kind of came back around and won that game 56-14. to 14. Uh, As you mentioned, opening up the season against Navy, we have a very small sample size. It's one game, but that game, 2012, Notre Dame wins 50-10. to 10. So I do think that is playing in Notre Dame's advantage. Another thing that I think is a, certainly a big positive for the Irish is the fact that all three linebackers, which are so vital when it comes to slowing down the triple option offense, are graduate students, right? Mm -hmm. You've got J.D. Bertrand, who remember, as your listeners probably know, but he didn't play last year, and that was a massive miss for the Irish last year. You've got Jack Kaiser, you've got Maris Leofau, so uh, you know, I know Notre Dame fans are craving and drooling to see Jalen Sneed. You know, this might not be the best game for Jalen Sneed uh, when it comes to needing athleticism. Really, in this particular game, you need, you know, sound, uh, just like go find where you're supposed to be type of football. And then I guess lastly, I'll say this, because I'm sure we have plenty more to get into. And I have some positives, certainly about the midshipmen. But look, Sam Howell is, I don't know how many, much of an upgrade over Drew Pine. You know, thanks, Drew Pine, for your service. We appreciate the 2022, you know, uh, relief duties that you had to be forced into. 
But Sam Howell is not going to go into a shell, so to speak, when they throw cover zero blitzes at him. I think Notre Dame would take advantage of that. I think they're going to be very prepared for something like that. So, you know, that's what's going to be interesting to see what uh, Navy's defense ultimately throws out there because it was successful in, uh, in the second half. But let's remember back to 2019 when Navy actually walked into South Bend, Darren, as a ranked team, a lot of people thought Navy was going to potentially beat the Irish in that spot. And Ethan and Book connected with Chase Claypool for, I believe, four touchdowns. Now, Chase Claypool is not on this offense, and that would certainly be a huge help. But I, I think 2019, with the aggressive nature of Brian Newberry's defense then, could be an indicator potentially for how the Irish could look on, uh, on Saturday. And, Tim, you think about having Hartman compared to Pine. That's probably more than anything else is going to help the run game, which was stymied by a really good Navy run defense last year. Pine couldn't burn them deep. Navy did not respect Drew Pine. They better respect Sam Hartman, or it's going to be a very long day for that secondary. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, you know in recent years, you think about uh, Notre Dame just being able to run the ball at will. Navy's run defense. Uh, is very, very good. And they bring back nine starters. Um, now, the size is an issue for them. You know, Notre Dame's going to outweigh that defensive front by, I think, 50-plus pounds when you average out the five offensive linemen versus the front four for Navy. But they're very aggressive. They're very gap sound. Uh, and, and they're going to be creative to try to slow down the run. But, you know, once again, if, if Brian Newberry and his new defensive coordinator's mindset is, hey, we're just going to blitz the heck out of them like we did in the second half, I think it's going to be a long, long day for the mids. And everything that I've heard from uh, the folks that I know with the Navy you know, football program, Brian Newberry is a very sharp coach. They're very excited about him taking over as the head coach. He's smart enough to know I can't just all-out blitz a guy who is the ACC all-time leader in passing touchdowns. Mm. Tim Murray, the host of VEASAN's Primetime Show, airing tonight at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, and also a diehard Notre Dame football fan. Give me a little perspective, Tim, out in Vegas. What's the action like on this game? Yeah, I reached out to a good friend of mine, no relation, but his name is John Murray. He's an executive of the Westgate Superbook here in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, for me, who stares at a screen pretty much all day, seeing what kind of movement we're going to see, uh, this shouldn't come out as a big surprise. They'll probably need Navy a little bit, uh, but there hasn't been that, quote, sharp action really necessarily on Notre Dame. We've seen a little bit of movement. Um, this has dipped as low as, I think, 19 and a half, 20. It's hovering, as you alluded to, at DraftKings at 21. Uh, but the thing that did see a lot of movement this week was actually the total. Uh, we yeah. saw, as uh, John Murray said, a super sharp play to the under uh, this week at their book, and we've seen the movement from around 50 and a half down to 49, and that's where we stand right now with the points, which is interesting because I think we talked about this last week, Darren. Uh, Notre Dame and Navy historically have played higher-scoring games. When you average out the last 12 meetings, Notre Dame and Navy, the average score is 62.3, mm-hmm. which would obviously go well over the total of 49, which is where it sits at right now. Last year was 35 to 32. Uh, and then you think two years ago, though, the last time I played in South Bend, uh, Notre Dame was able to dominate defensively and uh, hold that to a you know, 34 to six game. So uh, there has been sharp action uh, and movement towards the under. Not a whole lot right now on the spread. Uh, ultimately, I would think books will be ha- will need Navy a little bit, especially uh, if it gets up to 21. 
Tim, in terms of the win total for Notre Dame, it's danced around a little bit. I know there have been some books recently that dropped Notre Dame to eight and a half, which I guess I'm personally a little surprised by that that many people think they're going under. I settled on 10 and two, but I think worst case through nine and three. That's my opinion. What are you seeing with that line right now? Yeah, it's pretty much eight and a half almost across the board. Uh, So, yeah, you have seen that professional money come in uh, on the under on the Irish. And I was talking to another sports book, uh, the South Point, which I think we hit on last week, which when they put up their game of the year lines, you know, they saw money come in on NC State. They saw money come in on Pitt. They saw money Mm -hmm. come in on Ohio State, on Clemson, on USC. So, you know, the sharp guys, so to speak, are, are questioning this Notre Dame team. So, you know, we will see. Um, you know, I, I wrote up Notre Dame for our VEASAN college football betting guide, and I said, I think this team is a 9-3 and three football team. I think they, you know, get one of the big three, but yep. potentially trip up in one of the, the tougher spots, right? Whether it be at NC State, whether it be at Louisville, at Duke, or home to Pitt. So I think most likely this team is a 9-win football team, so that has not led me to the window to bet this season win total over. Um, but I think 8.5 is you know, enticing a lot of people to go over uh, because Notre Dame right now is, you know, an underdog in two games, basically a pick them against USC, and then is going to be a favorite of, you know, probably at least uh, uh, four or five points or more in every other game. So uh, I think what it comes down to is, you know, the professional folks out here, Darren, want to see Coach Freeman Mm -hmm. prove it to them that he won't lose a Stanford or a Marshall game like he did last year. Very interesting. Tim Murray from VEASAN, my guest here on WSBT Radio. I'm just wondering, generally speaking, Tim, there are those teams in various sports that draw attention. The Cowboys, the Yankees, and of course the Irish fall into that category. Many people Mm -hmm. will bet on the Irish because they're an Irish fan. Many will bet against the Irish because they want them (laughs) to lose. I'm just wondering, when we see a Notre Dame number, not against USC or Ohio State, but when they're playing the NC States, the Pittsburghs, is there always a couple of extra points added in because it is Notre Dame? Does that name affect the line at all compared to just the average Joe team? You know, I don't think as much as maybe it used to okay. uh, now that gambling is so prevalent. Um, you know, that would be a, a question that I could certainly ask an odds maker here in town, and maybe I'll, I'll do my due diligence this week. But, you know, for the most part, um, I would say that, you know, folks, uh, books do ultimately need Notre Dame, uh, or excuse me, need Notre Dame's opponent, I beg your pardon, mm-hmm. uh, on most, most occasions, but not all the time. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, especially there might be situational spots where, you know, Notre Dame, you know, might look like they're over inflated in the market and people are taking the points. You know, a, a game that comes to mind was, um, I think, I want to say the, the, the last time they played Purdue, and it was at 2021. Um, I think a lot of folks were on Purdue catching the points, and Notre Dame was able to, uh, you know, take care of business in that. When BYU came to Las Vegas, you know, BYU was ranked 16th in the country. Uh, Notre Dame was unranked, and Notre Dame was a three-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, and they had recently, you know, lost to Marshall and, and barely beat Cal. So there are going to certainly be times when folks are going to look to, to bet against Notre Dame and think that, you know, what you just said is the case and that okay. maybe you're getting value, so to speak, on the other side. So, yeah, I think it's a case-by-case basis for sure, but I would say more often than not, sports books probably will need 
the opponent of Notre Dame, but not always going to be the case. As a Notre Dame fan, do you allow yourself very often to bet against the Irish? So I'll, I'll, I'll mention this. You know, I have pretty much, you know, being in this business, you know, being in just the sports media industry mm-hmm. for, you know, the, you know, basically a decade and a half now and, and now more in the gambling side for about six, five, six years, uh, I actually very rarely bet on Notre Dame games. Every okay. once in a while, I will. Uh, it's just it's my personal preference. I mean, I have plenty of friends that I know that are in the business that bet on or against their favorite teams. Um, but I just it, there's there's very few things, Darren, and maybe this is corny of me, but there's very few things, especially if you're in our industry, that you get to enjoy still. Yeah. And I've tried to kind of set aside Notre Dame football as my one piece to be a true fan, you know, be irrational, text the beat reporters, you know, silly questions <laughs> like uh, like an irrational fan. Uh, so it, it is kind of my sports guilty pleasure. Uh, will there be times when I bet on Notre Dame or bet against them? It's happened for sure. Uh, you could call it the happiness hedge. There's sometimes I know people who would, you know, the happiness hedge would be this, Darren. I take note. Uh, I take Navy plus twenty one and hope Notre Dame wins, and then I I get to fatten my wallet and also be happy. But personally, I, I don't do that very often. Uh, I'll be honest, uh, just because I, I don't want to be I don't want to be sitting here on a Saturday, hoping Notre Dame wins and then worrying about the point spread. If that makes sense, there are plenty of other games that I do that with, but I actually do try to make Notre Dame my, my, my indulgence, my ice cream, so you. to speak. So I try, I try, I try. <laughs> I'm not always successful, but I tried there not to, not to have too much action on Notre Dame. Now I did, I, I will say, I, I did put in like a, uh, just a homer play on Sam Hartman to win the Heisman Trophy. Okay. I had to do that. 30 yeah. to 1, I'm like, you know what? If Sam Hartman wins the Heisman Trophy and I had no money on it, I would be so mad at myself. So I did allow myself to just throw – 20 bucks on Hartman to win the Heisman at 30 to 1 at circuit. Nice. Just just to cover myself, you know. All right, let me sneak in one more really quick. I know we're going long here. As a Notre Dame fan leading into the first game, what is your biggest concern about this team? Wide receiver. I I I think there's no doubt um, you know, and we talked about it last week how my my pessimism has started to become a little more optimistic and I'm still if I had a pendulum, I'd still be leaning more optimistic. Yep. Um, you know, certainly the the, the Coogan and uh, yeah, decision at, at tack, uh, guard was uh, was surprising. But you know, this is a a, a Notre Dame team that is obviously recruited incredibly well. And if ultimately Pat Coogan is the guy that they think makes the most sense over Billy Shrout, hey, we're not there. But every report we continue to hear, and you guys live there. I don't. I just read and watch. The wide receivers have continued to underwhelm, and that makes me very, very nervous. Hopefully, there's some uh, quiet optimism inside that coaching staff, and you know, uh, you know, a Jaden Greathouse or uh, someone like that can emerge. But the wide receivers really scare me because I just don't want to come early December, Darren, to be thinking, yeah. "Man, we had Sam Hartman. You know, Notre Dame had the best quarterback they've had arguably since Brady Quinn was there." and they could not take advantage of it because the wide receivers just weren't up to par. So hopefully these first two games, the Navy game and the Tennessee State game, can help kind of get this crew going. Uh, I do like the way the schedule starts. I know being in Dublin is obviously tricky from a 
from a, you know, a standpoint of travel mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I do like the fact that you're playing a Navy team and an FCS team to kind of ramp things up as opposed to last year where it was, boom, here's Ohio State and boom, here's Marshall who, you know, I'll say what you will about Marshall. We found out they had some very physical and big-time cornerbacks that, that made life difficult for those wide receivers. He is Tim Murray, and you can check him out tonight on VEASAN's primetime show starting at 6 o'clock South Bend time. If you have YouTube TV, you can get VEASAN that way. And also, I believe you can go to VEASAN.com and listen to the show. Absolutely. Yeah, you can listen for free on VEASAN.com so, uh, and get the app. So uh, wherever, uh, wherever you are, we're, we're covering you in, uh, in multiple ways. Tim, great to catch up with you once again. Have a great week. Enjoy the Irish game, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Darren. See you, man. That's Tim Murray from Vs. We'll take a timeout. Sportsbeat continues next on WSBT. Hey, everyone. Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.